Okay, everybody, Stephen Key here, and today I want to talk about oh, something that's really important, I think, to everyone, and including myself. You're working on one of your ideas, and you're not quite sure when to move on, or maybe put it down, or maybe kick it to the curb, or you're, not, you're just frustrated, and you're not quite sure what to do. That's going to happen at times, but I'm here to tell you that you need to get feedback um, from those companies before you move on to the next idea. You have to get the feedback. You have to know why they are saying no, because in order to, to make that determination, do you move on, there might be a way of fixing it, retweaking it, doing something um, that they're telling you that's important for you to get a license. Now, getting that feedback sometimes is not easy to do, but if you can get it, it will give you information on what to do next. All right, so I'm gonna give you 16 reasons why your product might be getting rejected. And some of these you can overcome. That's why you need to know before you move on. So there's quite a few here. I have some really good notes that keep me on track and James is gonna put them down below so you can see each one. All right, so what do you need to do? I mean, before you determine what to do, let's talk about the rejections, okay, for just a minute and why your product might be getting rejected. Okay, number one, the most, I would say one of the most common is that your product submission is just not the right fit to that company. And you made a great list of companies and you've targeted those guys and for some reason it's just not the right fit. You're not looking close enough at that company's product line, their price point, their mission statement, and it's just not a good fit. I think that's probably the most common problem most of us have. In fact, these companies tell me that all the time. It's just not a right fit for us. So make sure you're hitting those right companies. Okay, number two, um, the point of difference, your uniqueness is not enough um, you know, for them to pick up your idea and start to manufacture it, put all that money and time behind it. It has to have a clear point of difference compared to other ideas that are out there on the market. If it doesn't stand out or have a wow factor, maybe it's just not enough for them to go ahead and do all that work to try to bring it to market. So that's that's um, number two. Number three, uh, maybe it's timing. You know, maybe they're working on something similar. Maybe they just launched a new product that yours is somewhat close to it, and they just have too much time, energy, and involved in it. Or maybe you reach out to them and they're getting ready for a trade show. Or maybe you're reaching out to them and it's just not the right development cycle. So it could be just timing. Um, that's that's number three. Number four, um, and I've talked a lot about this. Number four, you're, you're, you've designed it, you've created an idea that when it gets manufactured, it's just too expensive. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hit a certain range, uh, price range at retail uh, of similar products. You maybe you've over designed it. Maybe the range is you know, from $9 to $20 and you've designed it in such a way with a lot of bells and whistles, we have a tendency to do that, that it's going to retail for $69. It's just not going to fit in that category. I think that happens quite a bit and that's number four. Number five, um, your product's just too similar. All right, and like I said, it doesn't have enough point of difference. That's number five. Um, the product category is just too crowded. That's uh, that's number six. You know, some of um, I'll give you an example of um, you know phone iPhone cases. Uh, 
how many iPhone cases are there? I mean, there's just tons of them, and there are a little bit different. There's differences between all of them, but it's a fairly crowded space. Um, I think that might be an area that companies are looking at going, you know, I just don't want to jump in. There's so many out there. So that's number that's uh, number six on, on my list. Number seven, um, you're asking them to, to do something they don't do. I see this all the time. You come up with a great idea and you send it to a company and, and you're just imagining, hey, they should do this. There's an opportunity over there. They should go after that opportunity. But they don't currently... Uh, work in that opportunity and you're asking them to do every, like starting from scratch like starting in the companies new sales new marketing new advertisement new manufacturing it's not what they do so don't expect them to do something brand new just because you see a great opportunity that doesn't happen very often um, and that's number seven number eight they really don't understand the benefit of your idea very clearly and concisely you haven't conveyed it in your marketing material they still just don't get it um, that's when you have to realize your marketing material, your sell sheet or your one minute video is not doing the selling for you. That happens more than you think it does. Okay, number nine, uh, maybe they just don't work with us. Maybe they haven't embraced open innovation. Maybe they've had a bad experience of working with creative people like us. Do you, you know, not like we do anything crazy and give them a reason not to want to work with us, but maybe they've had a bad experience. Some of the really large companies just don't know what the right hand's doing or the left hand's doing, and they're, they're just too big to work with outside inventors. So, you know, you, you just can't get to those guys. Or maybe they say, hey, they, you have to have a patent. That's how they kind of push you aside. Um, yeah, and that's number nine. Number 10. Um, Maybe the market's just not large enough. You know, maybe it's so unique that they just don't think going through all the work, there's going to be enough return on investment at the end of the day for them to do that. So um, there just isn't enough upside. The market is just not uh, large enough for them to invest all that time. Okay, number 11, um, they just don't think there's a need for it. You think there's a need for it. Your family thinks there's a need for it. Your friends think there's a need for it, but they don't think there is. Maybe you've solved a, a problem you have, but they don't think their customers have that same type of problem or would purchase it. I think that happens more than we think it does. Okay, number 12, you haven't found the right person yet. You're on LinkedIn or you're calling companies and you just don't know who to ask for. Or maybe you don't know how to present it yourself and you're stumbling a little bit. Um, that happens, I think, more than you think it does. You have to get to the right people eventually that are looking at new product submissions and work with them in such a way that they, they understand what you're trying to do. Um, you understand their business and uh, they're willing to invest in you. You're a big risk for them. Just so you know, you have risk all over your forehead when you're reaching out to these guys. So um, maybe you're just not reaching the right person and presenting yourself the right way. Okay. Um, number 13. Um, yeah, they, they just don't have the capability to manufacture your product idea. Maybe you've created something so new, so amazing, they can't build it. <laughs> or maybe they don't have a machine that can build it. That does happen occasionally. And that's going to stop pretty quick when the, when the engineering team comes back and goes, hey, how do we even do this thing? Okay, um, number 14, there's too much liability. Some of the products that you come up with that, um, that you've created, there might be a little bit of danger to it. Um, and that liability, when their customers get it and use it, maybe it's just too high for them to, uh, to take that on. 
and maybe even their product liability insurance isn't high enough or they don't want to go down that road. I think you might see that on some particular um, product ideas. I don't see it. I don't see that problem all the time, but that could be a problem. All right. Okay, here we go. Number 15. Um, yeah, you reached out to the largest company, you know, and, and because you, you, you love the company, they've got great brand recognition. They have great distribution, but they're just too big and they're risk averse. Uh, I think that happens a lot. Um, it's really the mid-sized companies that um, are more willing to work with us, are willing to take a chance, um, that are more willing to, to risk um, the possibility of failure because they want that success. So those mid-sized companies, large companies don't license much. Okay, number 16. Um, yeah, you know, some of these companies, you know, not all, all companies want intellectual property, but some categories, they would like eventually to see if, if there would be a, a patent issued. I don't think a lot of companies require that today because of the short lifespan of new products. But in some categories, they would really like to have um, some type of issued intellectual property eventually. And maybe, um, maybe your idea is going to be difficult to get that. For some reason, and there's too much prior art, and they just determine that hey, we have to have it. Maybe we have stockholders or stakeholders, and they, it's a requirement. I don't see that that often, but some of them, some categories, yes, of course. So maybe that could be a reason. Okay, I just went over 16 reasons why your product could get rejected. <coughs> now, what's important, and I mentioned at the very beginning. If you get this type of information back from these companies you're submitting your idea to, and a lot of them won't give it to you, but if you approach them correctly and tell them you just need a minute of their time, this information will allow you to come back and retweak it, redesign it, rechange it. Most, just so you know, most ideas that do get licensed, it has to be changed or redesigned. That's why I'm always telling you it's very important to build relationships with these companies so they're willing to give you feedback if you don't build relationships with these companies and you're just throwing ideas up against the wall, they're not probably going to give you feedback because they don't know you and they're not going to invest any time because you haven't invested any time with them. So it's very important to get the feedback, especially if you're wondering, what should I do next? All right, should I kick it to the curb, put it down, work on something else or forget it completely? All right, so make sure before you do any of that that you've called enough companies and you've talked to enough people that you know exactly what to do or not to do to move forward. This is Stephen Key. Once again, thank you for watching this video, and I'll see you next time.